This episode is for you if you experience uncomfortable feelings or emotions and you don't take the action that you need to or do what you want to do because of these feelings. And that pretty much applies to everybody. But also if you coach people at all in your work or want to, this might also be helpful for you in terms of your approach with clients. And in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about healing and it's going to be very much along the same theme as this episode. So it's a nice follow on. So do tune in for that one. So what I'm going to share today isn't really the advice or perspective that you're going to typically hear around limitations, but I encourage you to listen to what I'm sharing and just really think about it and see if it makes sense to you, because I think it will. And as always, this is just a perspective. So if you don't agree, that's okay. And if a different approach works for you, that's okay too. And if you get triggered in some way by this episode and what I'm sharing, then that's good too, um, because that actually gives you something to look at within yourself. Okay, so let's say you feel a certain way, scared, anxious, not confident, not happy. Do you perceive that to be a problem? Because the problem, I think, is that you think it's a problem. I'll say that again. The problem is that you think it's a problem. It's really about the meaning that we give to these feelings, what we're actually making it mean. And the consequence of that may be that you allow the feelings to stop you. So you're giving in to a fear, for example, because you aren't willing to feel the discomfort. So a typical conversation that I will have with people that I'm coaching, they might say, I feel scared about doing whatever it might be. It could be setting a boundary. It could be putting their offering out into the world. It could be doing their first coaching session, whatever it might be. So they'll say, I feel scared about doing X, Y, Z. And my response is, okay and and they might say but i feel scared like it feels it feels horrible like i can't do it because i feel scared and i say okay you feel scared so what and i'm not saying so what in a dismissive sense often we think oh so what it's like we're being dismissive no it's a genuine question so what because this question actually forces us to look at why do we see that as a block? Why do we see it as a problem? Why does feeling scared mean that we can't do something? So if you ever feel unpleasant feelings and you're not doing what you need to do because of that, ask yourself the question, so what? So establish the meaning that you're giving to it 
and understand that the only reason that you won't take action is that you don't want to feel the feelings. And often people will have a real light bulb moment at this point because they can see that there is an insight there because the feeling does not physically stop you from doing what you want. You just don't want to feel the feeling. And we can also ask ourselves, you know, if we say something like, oh, I feel anxious, realize that that's a label. So all you're actually experiencing is physical sensations and reactions within the body. So it might be like a sort of panicky feel, like a panicky, jittery feeling or a sinking in the stomach, or we might feel, um, we might even feel nauseous or there's feelings, right? Sensations in the body. And then there's an interpretation in the mind where we label it as anxiety or fear or whatever it might be. And then we have a narrative around it. But all that's actually happening is a feeling coming up in the body. That's all it is. So it's important that we realize that. So I wanna now give you just an example of a coaching dialogue that I had with somebody. Um, It was something I recorded because I do that with clients. I record the sessions um, for them, but for confidentiality, I won't share the actual clip or mention their name, but I'll share with you the dialogue. So the context is that they wanted to tell their partner something and communicate a boundary and they weren't doing it because they were scared about what that person's reaction might be. So I said, How is this feeling in your body that you're labeling fear and the narrative in your mind about what might happen stopping you from taking the action? They said, well, I can't be honest with this person, you know, with my partner, because I'm scared that they'll react badly. And I said, okay, so let's say they react badly. What does that mean? Well, they might shout at me. They might be in a mood with me, they might ignore me, or they might even break up with me. I said, okay, I mean, that's all possible. And then what? So they said, well, if they break up with me, I'll, I'll be alone. I said, okay, and then what? They said, well, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to lose them. And I said, why? And they said, because it feels horrible. Like, I'm scared of just the prospect of it. I said, okay, and? And they said, well, I don't want to feel that way. And then I did what I often do, which is a long pause. Because this is important for people to be able to actually look within themselves and have their own insights. And after a long pause, they said, they kind of laughed and said, okay, So basically what's stopping me is actually my unwillingness to experience these uncomfortable feelings. So I said, exactly. So the question is, do you need to heal, you know, get rid of these emotional activations, so to speak, 
in order to do what you want to do? Do you need to not feel any fear in order to do what you want to do? Or could you just feel the feeling and do it anyway? And this was the perspective shift that they needed. This realization that it isn't the feeling that stops you. It's your unwillingness to feel the feeling and do the thing anyway. Now, I'm not saying this is easy because, of course, within our system, it can feel very overwhelming. So there is a very real sort of physiological aspect to this, a somatic aspect. And that's why I always include um, somatic experiencing and somatic experiences in my work. However, this can be worked through. So once they had the perspective and they saw the light, then I held them accountable by getting their commitment to do the thing and agreeing that they, you know, agreeing that they would, would do it. And I held them accountable to that. And that's important because change is very difficult on our own. It's sometimes it's difficult if we're the only one there and we don't have the accountability and the accountability can be very important and powerful. So once they committed to do it, I taught them how to regulate their nervous system before they did the thing. So they regulated their nervous system so that they were in a, um, a calmer state as they could be and then left a voice note because to sometimes when we're doing things that are very, very scary for us, we have to take small steps. And also, given the circumstance, it was the um, most effective way to do it, to be able to communicate without having the person interrupt. So they left the voice notes. And then, as they did it, their nervous system got activated. The fear started coming up. And after they'd finished leaving the voice note, they regulated their nervous system again and calmed themselves down. And we then celebrated them taking that action, which again, you know, it, the celebration is important because it is reinforcing this new behavior, this new action. And they said that whilst they felt really scared doing it, afterwards they felt really relieved and proud of themselves which by the way when you do when you do something that you felt anxious or scared to do when you've done it your sense of self-respect self-esteem and self-confidence actually gets boosted and interestingly the person they left the voice note for didn't actually react very badly however if they had which is always a possibility i mean gosh i've <laughs> had my fair share of these experiences in the past particularly with um, um nightmare ex-partners um but um you know if they had reacted in a you know sort of explosive way or you know broken up with the person or whatever. We can deal with that again by feeling the feelings and then deciding on a course of action. So everything is um, figure outable. It just means 
being willing to experience these often very unpleasant feelings in our body, which is, you know, because of the stuff in the past that's sort of being remembered. And what's interesting is over time with my support, as they did this kind of thing of expressing themselves and communicating boundaries, not just with their partner, but also with other people you know, in their work, you know, within their business, with friends, with family, the more they did it again and again, over time, it became more familiar and comfortable to them. And so a reprogramming was taking place so that now a situation which six months ago would have been absolutely terrifying now actually doesn't feel so bad. So that's just an example and perhaps you can, um, you can relate to it from different scenarios in your own life. And I think it's important to remember that it is human to feel deep discomfort and it's human to feel amazing and it's human to feel everything in between. It's just our belief that certain feelings are bad that causes the problem. As I said, it is the meaning that we give to it. The problem is we think it's a problem. And my question is, and so what? And I think partly to blame for this, I mean, we've got, we've got society. So sort of in terms of our caregivers and also in society, there tends to be a lot of avoidance of states like fear, sadness, and anger. When you think about it, you know, as a child and even as an adult, if someone gets upset, everybody goes into a bit of a panic and tries to stop you, you know, please don't cry or don't be upset. You know, we've, we've seen that and we've probably done it ourselves. There is a discomfort around other people having um, certain emotions. And I think also in addition to parents and society, we also have things like the secret and the law of attraction and the high vibe only sunshine and rainbows narrative, which is so pervasive that I think most of us have just accepted it and we believe that these so-called low vibe emotions are actually bad, that trauma is bad, that we have to heal. And my question is, do we? Are these things bad? What does bad mean? And I'm going to go into this a little bit more in the next episode, particularly around the healing thing. But there actually is no evidence that feeling fear and anger and sadness and all of these things is, is a negative thing. If we get really stuck in it and we just keep repeating patterns over and over again, it can definitely have an impact on our health and on um, the way that we make others feel for sure. But there is a general sense in the sort of this mainstream narrative and in society that certain feelings are problematic, are bad, are wrong. And my question is, is that actually true? What if no emotional, mental, emotional state was bad or wrong? What if we didn't see any of these states as bad or wrong? 
and we just saw them as what they are. They're just feelings, they're just states. If we saw them that way, would we feel that there's something to be avoided or as an excuse not to do what we want to do? I would say perhaps not. So our feelings are created, like feelings in the present, are created by our past experiences at a bodily level. So this is the subconscious, really. The subconscious is the body. So within our bright parts of our brain and the rest of our nervous system, things from the past can get triggered and brought into the present. And also our feelings can be created by our thoughts. So it isn't just thoughts create feelings. It's feelings can be triggered from, you know, sort of almost bypassing our thoughts, which create thoughts. And then our thoughts can also create feelings. And there's kind of this loop that, that, that occurs and it just gets worse and worse. But how you feel does not stop you from doing what you need to do. It is an excuse. It's a way of avoiding. It's a limiting belief. And I don't think it's true. The emotional, the feeling is what it is. Don't give it any meaning. And if you are giving it a meaning, remove that meaning because it is literally a meaning that you are creating. So feel the fear and do it anyway. Just like the example I gave of the client I was coaching, feel the feeling feel the fear, whatever it might be, and do the thing anyway. So lastly, I just want to share with you a little Sufi tale, which has lots of variations, but the message is fundamentally the same. And it's really just to help with your perspective around whether something is good or bad. And it's called good thing, bad thing, who knows? There was once a farmer who owned a horse and had a son. One day, his horse ran away. The neighbours came to express their concern. Oh, that's too bad. How are you going to work the fields now? The farmer replied, good thing, bad thing, who knows? In a few days, his horse came back and brought another horse with her. Now the neighbours were glad. Oh, how lucky you are. Now you can do twice as much work as before. The farmer replied, good thing, bad thing, who knows? The next day, the farmer's son fell off the new horse and broke his leg. The neighbours were very concerned again. Now that he's incapacitated, he can't help you work the land. That's just too bad. The farmer replied, good thing, bad thing, who knows? Soon, news came that a war broke out and all the young men were required to join the army. The villagers were sad because they knew that many of the young men will not come back. The farmer's son could not be drafted because of his broken leg. His neighbours were envious. How lucky you are. You get to keep your only son here. The farmer replied, good thing, bad thing, who knows. And so it continues on and on. And this story really illustrates ancient wisdom to reserve judgment, remain in the present moment, and just have the courage to move forward regardless, trusting 
that things will be what they will be and knowing that we can't totally control what happens and being able to accept that. And instead of seeing things as good or bad, I personally just ask, is this helpful? Is this in service to what I really want to create? So rather than seeing that things are good or bad, see them as just what they are and what the consequence is. So it isn't good or bad because that's sort of a judgment of, of um, you know, sort of black and white. It's this thinking that we have good, bad, right, wrong, black, white. But there is the situation and then there is the consequence. That's all it is. So, for example, if you're procrastinating and avoiding taking action, the consequence is that you aren't making progress. Not good, not bad, but that's just the consequence. If you aren't doing the things which earn you money, the consequence is you aren't making money. And that's it. So I think the more helpful questions are, number one, are you okay with that consequence or would you like to change it? And the second question is, if you want to change it, are you actually going to do it? 